0: Hello, St. Louis. This is your host of STL Leaders, Brian Bisking, and today I have a wonderful guest, a good friend of mine, Brandon Dempsey. Brandon Dempsey is a husband, father, adventurer, entrepreneur, author, teacher, and global nonprofit leader. Also, the owner of Go Brand Go. Brandon, welcome. How are you, sir?
1: Doing awesome, Brian. Thanks for having me out today, man.
0: Absolutely. I, uh, you know, when I put this podcast together, I made a list of, you know, several people that were on my top list of people to interview and you were uh, right up there at the top. So I'm excited to have you on here as uh, my second guest. Um, so it's uh, it's exciting, exciting stuff. Well, let's get started. So, you know, this podcast is all about leadership. And uh, when I think of great leaders that we have here in the St. Louis community. Obviously, you come to uh, to my mind, being um, the owner of Go Brand Go, as well as, you know, starting other adventures that you've had. And so I would love to learn a little bit about, you know, your leadership styles here today. And so the first question I always ask all my guests is when you think about your leadership and your leadership styles, what would you classify as your leadership style? And, and how did you how did you create that? Or how do you maintain that?
1: So, I know you emailed me this question ahead of time and I appreciate it. I didn't know how to answer it. So, what I did is I reached out via Slack to our newest employee and our oldest employee at GoBrandGo. So, our newest amazing woman named Beth and our most tenured employee has been with us, a woman named Nicole. And I sent them that question, said, I don't know how to answer this. What would you say? <laughs> and what they sent back, I'm going to read you word for word what they sent back, which is good at direct communication and clear expectations, positive reinforcement. And then when frustrated, or not on the same page, talk through it in a way that's respectful, leads by example, keeps promises, works hard to communicate, and expects the same of others. And then they summed it up as boundless optimism, direct communication, and constant feedback with quick decisions.
0: I like it. Optimism. I hear that word in there. I think uh, every good leader and successful leader has got to be optimistic, right? You can't be, in my opinion, a successful leader and be pessimistic or negative, uh, it doesn't create a good culture for uh, the organization as well as your employees. So um, I think they hit the nail on the head there.
1: What do you thank think? What, I, was, uh, I told them I was honored to receive those those responses.
0: Well, uh, tell uh, Beth and Nicole, thank you for that. <laughs> um, what do you think defines leadership for you?
1: Uh, to me, leadership is defined by how well you're able to bring the best out in others. Uh, I really think that leadership is not about self, but it's about helping others realize a better version of themselves. And that's the type of leader that I can tell you I strive to be. Is It's it's about helping others realize their own greatness. Uh, and my goal is always to be the, I tell people all the time, like my goal is to be the dumbest person in the room. If I can surround myself with great people, it's uh, we're, we're going to build something great. And there's an old uh, saying um, that talks about how I can't remember the quote it's attributed to, it's an old uh, it's a PR guy, uh, maybe it's Ogilvy that said, if we uh, hire people below us and smaller than us, we'll be a company. But if we can hire people bigger and taller than us, we'll be a company buy us.
0: That's awesome. Great quote. Great quote. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, any good leader is going to surround themselves with um, people smarter than them uh, and uh, better suited in certain areas that maybe they're not. And I think, um, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I think that makes you a good leader by knowing what your, what your um, great talents are and what you're uh, good at and then surrounding your people, yourself with, uh, around with people that are even better at other areas. So I think that, that's awesome. Um, you, you mentioned a couple of these already, but qualities that good leaders have. Uh, you mentioned optimism. Um, you mentioned surrounding yourself with uh, good people. Um, When you think about qualities that either you have or other people that you know are leaders in our community here in St. Louis, what do you think are some specific qualities that a successful leader has?
1: Uh, I I think it boils down to a lot of compassion and conviction. So I think compassion to uh, seek to understand before you're understood, but then conviction of knowing where we're headed and knowing where you need to help that person or that organization get to.
0: Absolutely. I, you know, it's, yeah, I've heard, I've done a few of these podcasts now uh, interviews and uh, compassion comes up quite often. Um, And I don't think most people realize that uh, a good leader needs some compassion in there because even during hard times and like the times that we're in now, um, if you can't be compassionate with your employees or with the uh, people that you're surrounding yourself with, it's hard to be viewed as a successful leader. And so I think that's great. Absolutely. Uh, let's ask, let me ask you this. Uh, where did you learn to be a leader? I mean, I know you've started a lot of uh, organizations and been a part of a lot of uh, a lot of things here in our community. But how did you learn to become what you know, what your employees would classify as a successful leader? So
1: I honored that you used the word successful. I wouldn't know that I'd say I'm successful yet. I'd say I'm still working on it. Uh-huh. Uh, however, I would say for me, leadership started a uh, young age, probably in Boy Scouts and just learning what it was uh, to be a scout um, in service of others. I then went to uh, a parochial high school, a Jesuit high school here in St. Louis, and their motto was men for others. And I would say that taught me a whole lot as well. So it was kind of Boy Scouts, uh, that servant leadership, and then men for others. Uh, And then getting into a program called uh, AEO, Entrepreneur's Organization, and specifically, the accelerator program of learning how to be an entrepreneur and what were the tenets of really quality leadership. And so, my leadership journey has been one that's been cultured by a lot of fantastic institutions uh, and fantastic uh, leaders who are willing to show up and share and be authentic, uh, but then also providing really good, practical, kind of implementable tactics and tools uh, from a leadership standpoint.
0: That's awesome. I um, I think you know servant leadership is awesome. I think. You know, one of the books that I've read out there is the Go Giver, and always, you know, trying to, to try to give to others before you try to give for yourself. I think that all has to do with good leadership. Um, I know you're a big big networker, just like I am, and so um, I think those the combination of all those things help um, help make you a successful leader. And uh, putting others first is obviously a big piece of that. So uh, I would agree 100 percent on that. Uh, let me ask you this, Zig Dick, Ziglar.
1: Real quick, Big Ziggler, I think has got the best quote on that, which is you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I think that applies to both the people we lead as well, lead as, well as the customers we serve, that we can have everything in life we want if we just help enough other people get what they
0: want. That's a, So I'll be honest, I've read Ziggler's book and I've never um, heard that quote. So um, that's that's an awesome share. Um, absolutely agree with that. Uh, let's, I mean, let me ask you this question. When you uh, think about your career and where you started your career, um, what is one thing you wish you would know have known now uh, back then? So, you know, when you think back uh, in your career, um, what, what's one thing you wish you would have known when you started your career?
1: So I, I always struggle with this question because I think that a big part of the career is always learning and applying those lessons learned. I would say there was an early mentor of mine, a gentleman named Kevin Eichner, who was the, at the time the CEO of Enterprise Bank. And Kevin and I talked a lot about this concept of focus on who you need to be, who you want to be, before focusing on what you want to be. And I'll tell you, early on in my career, I was very focused on what I wanted to become. I wanted to become a successful entrepreneur. I wanted to you know, have money and have some opportunities and be a good leader and be a good motivator and be innovative and and all these other things. And I was so focused on what I wanted to accomplish and what I wanted to do that I kind of lost sight of who I wanted to become. And that the more I chased those that what, uh, which I think, you know, as kids, we always get asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? We don't get asked, who do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, it's a small nuance, but I think it makes a big difference. And I'll tell you, after I started focusing on who I wanted to be as a person, who is it that I wanted to be? I started reading a bunch of different books and talking to people around that focus on who I wanted to be. And suddenly the what I wanted to accomplish all started happening a lot faster. And so if I could go back in time, I would say that that focus on who versus what would have helped to leverage and springboard me even quicker into my career.
0: Gotcha. Thank you very much. You mentioned a mentor in there, past CEO of Enterprise Bank. Have you had any other mentors along the way that um, have helped you, be, you know, mold you into the leader that you are today?
1: Uh, there's a gentleman named Warren Rustand, uh, who's been a real successful entrepreneur, lives out in Arizona, has uh, built a whole bunch of different companies, uh, and really, really helped shape a lot of my leadership philosophy. And then there's another mentor here in St. Louis, a gentleman named Arthur Sharp, who runs the company called President's Council, and has been very transformational for for my leadership journey and just giving perspectives on it's amazing how whenever I talk to these, these people, uh, another woman named Jill Adams, who is a business partner of mine, that a very early mentor. And I just remember Jill early on saying, Brandon, if, a, if an employee or somebody on your team, if their work suddenly changes, 99% of the time, something has drastically changed in their personal life and it's impacting their work. And the other 1% of the time, something's changed and they just haven't realized it yet. And it's amazing to me how much that's held true, that when you look at people uh, and you look at how you're helping people kind of realize the best version of themselves, you need to, and it's something that Warren, something that Arthur and something that Jill have taught me a lot about, which is look, you know, take care of the person. And if you can take care of the person, then they can take care of the work. But if you don't take care of the person first, then you can't expect uh, the work to be taken care of.
0: That's awesome i think um, i try to surround myself with uh, good mentors as well i you know, would say that i met you probably five or six years ago and uh you have helped me along the way and so i think it's awesome to see that you know uh every successful leader has had a mentor along the way or somebody who's helped them get to where they where they've been and so i think it's awesome to recognize those people and to make sure we thank those people for putting the time and the energy into into us um, uh, that they necessarily didn't need to, but because it, it can shape our future. And so I thank you for that, uh, because like I said, I, I've known you probably five or six years now, and you've always been one to always take the time out of the day to either a give me advice, meet me for lunch, or whatever it is. And so I, you know, I appreciate that. Thanks, Brian. Uh, so you mentioned Zig Ziglar a minute ago, and um, you know I. I am a big, I listen to podcasts all the time. I listen to audiobooks. I'm not a big reader, but, um, you know, I'm in the car a lot. And so I try to listen to, to books and audiobooks and podcasts. Obviously, that was one of the big reasons I started this podcast was I wanted to give our local community a voice um, about leadership. And so when you, you know, when you you mentioned being a student of leadership earlier in the middle of this podcast. And so when you think about uh, books and podcasts and audiobooks, things along those lines, are there any um, ones that stick out to you that you'd like to share with our guests today that have helped you um, and molded you into the su- successful leader that you are today?
1: Zig Ziglar has a famous uh, recording that he, you can get on Audible or Hoopla or whatever you listen to it's called Fleas, Biscuits and Pump Handles," And it's this podcast, it was recorded of Zig, uh, this, it's about an hour or hour and a half long. It's one of his speeches. And I will. I have listened to that probably at least 20 or 30 times. And every time I listen to that, I hear something different. And i like, gosh, that was in there before? I totally missed that. And that whole quote of you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want, uh, that's in there as well as a bunch of other fantastic quotes. So that's been a strong, strong go-to of mine, just from a motivation and uh, kind of a framing standpoint. In terms of books, gosh, I... I will tell you that uh, I used to read one or two books a year and that was it. And I met with some mentor, Several mentors said, Brandon, you're going to be the exact same person you are one year from today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. And if you want to change anything about your life today, then you have to talk to more people or you have to read more books because that's where ideas and that's where learning. And that's where connections are going to come from. And so if you're not feeling your mind daily with, new introductions and new ideas, you're not going to see new opportunities. And that's, and so anything about in life that I've ever wanted to change, the answer is in other people and other books and books. And so that's made me a really strong student of just reading and constantly talking and networking with people uh, because that's like it's other of the books that are going to help me realize the goals that, that I'm seeking in my life. As well as help giving the connections to help other people realize the goals that they're trying to reach in their life.
0: Absolutely, It's one of the big reasons I enjoy networking is I get to meet new people every day and learn about you know how they got started, where you know how they got into the position position they're in, uh, what their goals are in life, and learn how to help one another. Um, and I agree, talking to people and um, you know putting yourself out there are all great ways to um, help you know help move yourself forward in life. And so. Um, I also am a big big fan of like I said of audiobooks and, and and podcasts and I agree that there's there's some great ones out there and Zig Ziglar definitely is the top of the list on that
1: mm-hmm.
0: When you think about your favorite leader here in St Louis um, or even outside of St. Louis for that matter, if you think about one person that you could you would say now that's an amazing leader, who would that be?
1: Uh, so when I was in college, I took a class on South Africa and read the biography of Nelson Mandela. And Nelson Mandela uh, stands to me as one of the greatest leaders of our time. Certainly, I mean I was alive when he was alive, and reading his autobiography, uh, or his I guess biography, his autobiography, uh, "Long Walk to uh, Long Road to Freedom," so I believe it's called. What he did in South Africa and how he helped people understand compassion and uh, understand how to combat uh, racism and and institutional racism with with, with uh, apartheid, I just think it's fantastic. Like what he did, I mean, he literally went from prison to being the president of that country and set up the reconciliation commissions. It was all about forgiveness and helping people move forward. And it was a it's a country that embraced forgiveness and embraced their paths. And I just think. From a leadership standpoint, what better what better visionary do we have than someone who is who is able to help people set aside so much burden so much hate, so much pain and get people to move forward and build something great. So I think Nelson Mandela still stands out to me as just one of our our greatest leaders of our time.
0: Awesome. That's a that's a great share. I appreciate that. All right. Our final question that I always like to ask um, is for everybody that's listening to this podcast, if you could give them one piece of advice on leadership, what would that what would that piece of advice be?
1: So uh, I would have to say the focus on who, not what. And the quote uh, that I gave earlier by David Ogilvy. I've got it pulled up here. And I quoted it wrong. So it's by David Ogilvy. So it is Ogilvy. Uh, it says, If each of us hires people who are smaller than we are, we shall become a company of dwarfs. But if each of us hires people who are bigger than we are, we shall become a company of giants. And I think that embodies a whole lot of leadership in that the people that you're bringing in, it's helping them realize their own potential and the uh, giants that, that, that they can become. And that leadership is about building other people. And we focus on who, and not helping these people figure out what they want to achieve, but focus on helping people, both yourself and helping others, achieve who they can become. That that allows all of us to rise and become greater leaderships and become truly giants.
0: Oh, I I appreciate that. I think that's a great great quote, and you know we've kind of hit on that a couple of times here in, in this uh, interview about surrounding yourself with um, just great people and amazing people. Um, I've read the book Good to Great. Uh, also talks a lot about that, uh, making sure you have the right people on the bus and the right, and making sure the people that are on the bus are in the right seats. Mm-hmm. Um, another fantastic book. Uh, actually, was uh, worked for a company called Incredible Events for a short period of time. That um, our our leader was Brent Freeman, and he made every single employee read that book. And I think it was a it was a great book and a great a great testament to his leadership. So, well, Brent, I'd like to thank you, thank you for the time today. Uh, this was a great interview. I'd like to also thank our sponsors, Cornerstone Employer Solutions inbound blend digital marketing and NWO IT services. Brandon from Go, Brand Go. thank you, sir. I appreciate it.
1: Have a great week, Brian. You too.